Welcome to Brains, Bibles, and Beyond, where we discuss theology and worldview apologetics. I'm Nate Day with Think Like Christ Ministries, and I'm here with our resident theologian, Joel Willoughby, with Brains and Bibles. If you would like more information about our ministries, check out our websites, brainsandbibles.com and thinklikechrist.org. And on whatever platform you are using, please like, share, subscribe, do whatever else you know you should do to help us out. If you have any questions, send them to podcast at thinklikechrist.org. And all you budding theologians out there, go grab your favorite theological coffee receptacle and enjoy this episode. This is a Christmas special edition. Was Jesus really born in a stable? Mm. You decide. Mm. So, Joel, what references are we at today? Well, yeah, the primary text has got to be Luke 2. Luke chapter 2. So, okay. um, a lot of people very positively will tell you all about how Jesus was born in a stable with animals around him, straws flying everywhere. It's just Joseph, Mary, Jesus, the animals. They might throw in the wise men, which you've already debunked that they were not there at, at the time of birth. Um, and, and so there's a, some misconceptions there. Mm -hmm. So often I would say to someone, you show me in scripture where it actually says that Jesus was born in a stable or barn or something like that. And um, they come up dry. They come up pretty dry. Hmm. It's interesting. Now, this is a topic I've never thought one bit about. Sure. I've heard the Christmas story. He's born in a stable. Yeah. Right, right. All right? Yeah. It, make, it makes sense. We see the plays every year. Yeah. They laid him in a manger. Why would the manger not be in the stable? Right on. All right. So why don't we <laughs> dig into this a little bit? Explain to me what in the world you're talking about, because this was a new one. Let's read. Do you have in front of you Luke 2? I have Luke 2. We should read. Just, just read right through 1 through 7. Okay. That's our, that's our context, and we'll start from there. All right. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census took place while Quirinius was governor in Syria. Did I get that right? It, close enough. It's a foreign name. It's hard. Yeah. So all went to, their to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out to the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, mm. because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, that the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him, for them in the inn. So right there, I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, does it tell you exactly where he was born? No. No, right? Yeah. It's just, you know, we, we can maybe assume this or that, but just taking the text at face value, no way could you positively say he was definitely born in a stable or barn from that text, right? No. And, There's and assumptions because of the manger and all that. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go through all and, that. And there's no room in the inn. There's... They clearly went around to all the hotels knocking all on the, the door. Hotels. I've seen the play. Yes. They knocked on all the doors. <laughs> right, 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 Nobody. Right. There's no room for you here. Take that pregnant lady to the barn. Right. Um, 
You saying that's not true? Where else would you tell the pregnant lady to go when she's great with go child? to the barn? <laughs> go to the barn. All right. Okay. So um, okay. So just we're not going to discuss why they went to Bethlehem. That whole thing. Yeah. Uh, the fact is they went clear, there. that that part's clearly obvious. Yeah. They they, they went there. There's a registration. There's a whole thing about go that, write your name but, down. Go back okay. to the city that <laughs> yeah. your family's from. Something like that. That part's sure. I'll let that go for now. Well, it's in there. So. Let's move on. And so then Joseph and Mary, they were betrothed. And so just for clarity there, really quick, this was legally binding. It, yeah. was, it was like marriage. In fact, a lot of times they might even just say married um, because it's it's that legally binding. You would have to divorce yeah. to break it off. Sure. Um, and so this was like engagement, but like way more committed, uh, legally binding, all those sort of things. Um, so some big stuff. That, that's where they're at. Now, Bethlehem was both Joseph's and Mary's ancestral hometown. Because Joseph and Mary are both from the line of David. Now, that's also true. That's, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And so, like, no matter how you slice it, Jesus is the son of David. Like, you can't, like, no matter how yeah. you try to get around it. In both it, directions. He, he, is, yep, yep. he gets full rights to the throne. Okay. Uh, by blood or by adoption or however you want to look at that. So, uh, anyways. Um, so, he would be welcomed there. Um, them both. They would be welcomed there without questions. It doesn't matter if this was maybe an illegitimate child coming or something, you know, because there was those questions. I'm sure there were maybe questions. Yeah, there was definitely those. <laughs> you can't say without questions. There may have been questions. <laughs> well, not, so Joseph, not, not the first night. When did you get married? <laughs> not, not the first night, right? They, 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 they wouldn't have busted that out just then, you know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, but what, like, as far as giving them a place to stay, there would sure. be no question for that. Um, all you have to do is, you know, at most is you have to say, you know, like recite the lineage, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so, son of so-and-so. Son of like, David. Like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're our guy. Well, they all knew genealogies, sure. all of them. Yeah. So it wouldn't take that far. You could figure, you, you know, figure out the family tree. Yeah. yeah. And it, it would be totally good. Well, remember this is an honor, shame culture out in the East and everything. And so it would have been the family whatever home they would knock on or something. Um, and I, I know it says in, we're going to get to that later, but we're, right now it's going to say home. If they come to a home, they knock on the door, recite the lineage. It would be a total huge shame moment for that entire family for like generations to come. If they had no way to be hospitable to them. Sure. Uh, that would have been horrible. So the, we have to just kind of put ourselves in that time and that culture, you know, that sort of thing, uh, which is much different than today. Um, so, okay, so let's move on from there. So then, uh, of course, notice another small observation here in Luke 2, but notice that Mary gave birth while they were there, wherever they stayed. So yeah. we, we don't necessarily have to understand that Mary gave birth that first night. She stayed in Bethlehem. Yeah. So sometimes there's that while, impression. While she was there, yeah. her time was done. Right, right. So sometimes it's like, man, it was. you know, they're traveling while she's right about to give yeah. birth. The baby is coming out as I'm knocking uh, on doors frantically. Yes. That's yes. the idea that a lot of people portray. And we don't know that for sure. Right. It could have been, but it, uh, it, it, I could, it. it could have been, but it doesn't actually say that. It technically could have been. Right. I doubt it, though, because... Being super great with child, bounce around on a donkey, over some rough roads. It's the reason it was born that first night. <laughs> <laughs> but it's another one of those things with Christmas plays. You know, yes. you get the impression at least, if nothing else. You that get the impression that was Joseph is running around frantically to yeah. all the inns, 
and there's no room. We can't possibly kick anyone out, so you got to go sleep in the barn. That's the picture that's, that's always I've, painted. You know, I've heard a lot of times, too, where it's the inn. Yeah. So here's a small little town with only one hotel, and that's why it all got full. Not even a hotel. This is a motel. <clears throat> it's a motel. It's that's a motel <laughs> inn. Nothing wrong with that. but okay. No, but it's not a hotel. There's a difference. Right. You just walk in, you know. Yeah. There's no swimming pool or continental <laughs> breakfast. That stinks. No. All right. I wouldn't have stayed there either. Maybe Mediterranean breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> well, they're next to the Mediterranean. That's true. Um, right. Okay. You're getting way off track here. I will say, though, kind of interesting, just a little fun fact here. Um, we have a general idea of how long they stayed, though. Because it couldn't have been all that long until she gave birth. Couldn't have been all that long. She was great with child. Remember mm -hmm. that statement and things? Um, and then you have the 40 days of purification. After the days of purification is when they went to present Jesus in the temple, being the firstborn. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that part was in uh, Luke 2.22. And so it talks about the days of purification. Days of purification are 40 days. Okay. So um, you have that 40 days after the day of birth, then they would have left. And so then how, how many days was it until birth? You know, probably, I'm guessing, maximum like two months. If you're great with child. Sure. You know, so a rough idea, um, but you're talking like three months, maybe maximum three months. So why do they have to stay so long in Bethlehem just to write their name down and get counted? <laughs> you know, maybe just want to hang out family for a while. Yeah, maybe because she's about to have a baby and they want to travel. It, it was, you know, you got to remember that it is not like the Western culture today, very individualistic and mm -hmm. things, very communal, very communal. So I don't think it would have been crazy to stay for a while. With the family, you know, extended sure. family, sure, but, you know, friendly people around you. Okay. Okay. Anyways, uh, moving on. Okay. So there's, I, I'll, I'll give you um, some reasons why there has been the whole stable barn idea for a long time. Well, um, it says a manger. That's one. I want to do these in order, though. I have, I have an order here. Okay. For okay. My... <laughs> go, go in order. You tell me. I, I am going to address that, though. So the first one, because I think I want to go from like, um, simplest to the hardest. Okay. Okay. So Isaiah one three. And if you want to look that up and read it, Isaiah one three. Isaiah one three. Yeah. So that sometimes this passage here is viewed as prophetic to the birth of the Messiah. Okay. And I really don't think it is. But go ahead and read the verse. The ox knows his owner, and the donkey its master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people do not consider. So the idea is like the ox, the donkey, they know their master, who is God, who is in the stable with them, is mm -hmm. Jesus. They recognize him. However, I would say there's really no reason to believe this is prophesying Christ's birth. I don't think they would have been understood that originally when Isaiah is speaking. And I really think it's just God speaking through Isaiah saying, hey, look, even the dumb beast knows the difference between the one who owns him and the one who doesn't. And they know to obey their master. But you, Israel, you're so rebellious and stinking wicked. You do not know me. I am your owner and you are not obeying me. You know, I think yeah. that's all that is. Okay. Okay. So then, so that's one thing. Now, a lot of people wouldn't say that, but some do. Okay. So I want to address that. Okay. There's only three of these. So now we're on number two. Okay. All right. So then you have the word, the, the N, yeah. uh, as, as a lot of English translations would use. That word, the Greek word, kataluma. Okay. So it says, you know, into Catalumati. So in, in in the guest room is how I think it should properly be translated. Okay. So you can check your sure. translation at home and see if yours says in or something else. 
Most of them, I think, say in. And, um, and, and so really, this word is only used a couple times in the New Testament. Um, but when it is used the other two times, it's a Mark and a Luke perspective of the same event. And it is referring to the upper room where the Lord and his disciples had the Last Supper. Okay. So did they eat in a stable or a barn, the Last Supper? You know, if my memory serves me right, it was neither. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have to be, yeah, because the preparation for the Passover was the Passover meal. Yeah, they say there was no uh, room for them in the end, so they had to go somewhere else. Yeah. So, right. say, so saying in is upper room doesn't mean that he wasn't born in a stable. Okay. But you, you understand, though, that a guest room is not the same thing as, like, a hotel. Yeah. yeah a hotel would be, that. like, where strangers are coming yeah. randomly. Okay. Yeah, guest room this. is like this is my house i have this room that's meant for sure. my friends yeah you know so like there, we have that a futon in the shed and someone can come stay that's right yeah. that's right yeah it's really great so we got a we got a guest house <laughs> guest room <laughs> so when they come to a place because if the, the cataluma is the guest room the guest room is full so they must have came to a house a home we'll say home well, you know, because house might be misrepresenting what a first century Palestinian home is like. So, okay. so they, they come to a home, they say, hey, the guest room is full. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So what happens? Well, you know, what does the text say? It just says, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Yeah. So really, what is it explaining? Why was he laid in a manger, Right. That's what I was explaining. And manger's really like a food trough, right? We're getting to that. Okay. That's the third thing. Okay, okay. so I just okay. want to... So yeah, go ahead. Do any of the other Gospels give this account no. in any other direct, in any other way? So this is the only reference to this, this right here. This is it. This is it. Okay. Yep. This is, so this is... You're going off very limited information. So this was in the cave in the side of a hill? Um, I would say not. Okay. Yeah, I, but I've heard that too. Well, I've definitely heard that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, that was something that I had repeated for a number of years sure. because it seemed to me the best explanation until I, I started doing some word studies. Because that's what a stable was back then. That's what everybody tells you it was. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. There, there would just be a carved out yeah. place in the rocks. And that's, you know, there was tons of carved out places in the rocks around yeah, there. That's, that's, that was pretty caves. normal. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, so, you know, Mark 14, 14, Luke 22, 11, those are the two places where it uses that word. And it's talking about that guest room the where room. they would have the, sure. the Passover supper. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll give them a break here because it, you could kind of see it this way. Uh, depends on how many other uses in other literature that's used because it has the idea of loosing. So the idea is that this is the place where people would loose their sandals before they eat. You'd, you'd loosen up. You'd relax. You would loosen the animals so they can have a break and get their food and water. Okay. So it's, it's all about hospitality is what okay. it's focused on hospitality and so that's where you kind of have the idea of this stable because animals are being loosened and so that they kind of got that thinking uh or it could be the idea of people are loosening their sandals and having a meal oh it's kind of like a hotel where people come and so there's a, there's a couple different ideas floating around but those aren't that's not the that's not the actual main idea um All right. and so I'll, I'll give people a little bit of a break here so the typical first century home there in palestine there was a place for animals below it was below the home. 
and it was um, you had some stairs that would lead up and then you'd have like the one main living area where the entire family would live that's why when Christ even says you would you know you would light a lights so the whole the whole house can see well how do you light one light and every, the whole house can see it's because they all lived in one room Okay. Sure. So there's this main living area. Yep. And then you had the guest room. That's the Cataluma that's attached. And that was, that was the whole home. Okay. Okay. So then that was, you know, so they're both upstairs, right? And then downstairs would be that open area where the animals the would be stable. tied up. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. All right. Um, in modern terms, you could maybe say that, but. Well, so that's, the idea, that's where you keep your animals. Right. Um, the, but you can have your dog outside. You don't call it a stable, you know. <laughs> You could. Right. Though. You could. <laughs> That's you where could. I keep my animals. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Absolutely. Okay. So. So, um, reiterating here real quick, culturally speaking, there's no way if they knocked on the door and said, hey, we need help. We need someone to stay. There's no way they'd say, you're on your own, pal. Go with the animals. There's no way that would happen. They would at least, if they were totally packed out, literally, I think that family would probably let themselves sleep outside or go on the roof themselves. Or, or they would say, hey, let me help you to our other friend. You know, you could stay in this home. You know, something. They would make sure they're taken care of. Okay. Let's talk about the manger. Yeah. I, I know you, from the beginning, you're like, yeah, the manger's where it's at. So, well, I mean, that's the thing that makes you feel like there were... Yeah, I, there, I totally right? get that. I, think, I totally you know, get that. Because directly... And when, and when the shepherd showed up... The angel's like, hey, go find a baby laying in a manger. They show up and they find him laying in a manger. Where do you put your manger? You put it with the animals. I will. When you say it, the manger isn't with the animals. Uh, it is and it isn't. It is and it isn't. Wow. Okay. Confusing. So Luke 2, once again, is our one key. Okay. It's, it's only, Luke is the only one that has this word in the New Testament. And it's only mentioned four times. Three okay. times is Luke 2, 7, 12, and 16. And it's all very repetitive. He's in the manger. Jesus is in yeah. the manger. So that doesn't tell you too much. Luke 13, 15, though, says a little more. Um, and Jesus is preaching away at these stinking hypocrites. And he's talking to these Pharisees and stuff, right? He says, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? So then you have this connection with the animals, with the manger, and rightfully so. Okay. So the idea is, you know, going back to that style of home, you have these animals underneath and they are eating from the manger. They are being tied to the manger. Okay. Wait, my, mine says stall. It can lose them from the stall. Tra translation. Yeah. Okay. It's the same Greek word though. Okay. It's the same Greek word. Okay. Um, I like a, a Bible that has more consistent uh, <laughs> translation. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm, just, I'm teasing you. Okay. Um, so then, that would be an example <laughs> right there, huh? So that that's just how translations are sometimes, you know, yeah. it, it's okay. Uh, but it's the same Greek word. And um, so that area below, the animals that eat from this manger, they're being tied to the manger. But what would happen is this manger was also up in the main living area. There was this opening, so they have the straw and stuff, and they'd put it down for the animals to eat. Uh, so they keep the straw in the, in the house. So they could put the it, pop it in there. You know, you, you can keep them fed without going out in the cold or anything, you know. So you see, so you had this little area. So the manger was up there and down there. I suppose, it, it if, you, wasn't I this... suppose if you stored the straw in the 
in the stable, the animals would eat it. <laughs> the place below where the, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. They, it, they, they, you have to, it's like, you know, there's dogs and cats and stuff, right? Where if you were to always put food in the bowl, they right. gorge. So, 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 what, <laughs> so what, what, what you're saying here is there's a house. Yeah. Or home. A home. It was a house. You can call sure. it a home if you want. Okay. There is there is a, a, a an abode. <laughs> Homes where the heart is. And then there was an abode, and the abode had two rooms: the main yes. room where everyone lived, and a guest room attached to it, whether it's above it or next to it, the or however yeah. it was attached. Right. Uh, in in the home was the main living area. Something called a food trough or manger where they manger. could where they could throw the hay in because they stored the hay in in their living room. Yeah. And they throw it in there, and it would fall down inside the chute to below the house where the yeah. animals lived. Right, right. What some people would call a stable, some people would call it below the house where the animals sure. live. <laughs> right? That's fine. I just want to stay away from the word for stable for a while. I'm okay with it now. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, you're saying Mary wasn't downstairs with the donkeys. Right. She was in the main living the main room. main living area. When the baby was born, and then they mm -hmm. set up in the manger, which would have been full of hay. Yeah. The idea is like, look, look, the guest room was already full. At least it was full enough where we're not going to put a lady that's about to give birth. Like, there's not enough room to give birth. And so, come where we are, our our family, and we don't know how big the family was. And no. so, yeah, come with us where we're staying because there is apparently enough room. But if everybody from the lineage of David went home, <laughs> the town would have been packed, I'm sure. There yeah. were lots of people for the I last however many packed. hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And they would have been trying to stay with extended relatives, and people have been packing and trying to stay wherever. So, um, and that's, so that's the idea whole, that that yeah. lots of homes were were packed full of guests is yes. it's true. That'd be expected. Yeah. Yes. And so the fact that the guest room was already full that makes sense, you know. And the end mm -hmm. being the guest, a guest room that makes sense because I mean, and it totally makes tell. sense that he is Emmanuel, God with us. That he would be from the very beginning with people. Sure. And I, I think that's very, uh, it provides continuity with all the prophecies and things. So how's that sitting with you? Well, you know, you just stop and destroyed all Christmas traditions. <laughs> so, Possibly. yeah, lying in a manger. I mean, it doesn't say a barn, right? Right, so anyway. right. So okay, you can decide. Okay. You can decide. So, so is this the same house they were in when the wise men came? Because clearly they weren't there the night that the shepherds were there. They came later. We don't know how soon later, but it took wherever they came from, they had to travel. So it was at least a few days. Now, we already did our Wiseman thing. We did our Wiseman thing. They came from, from a far distance in the east, and, this, and they came to a home mm -hmm. when they met Jesus. Was this the home? So I'm trying to remember. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Because uh, they did go to Bethlehem. They went to Bethlehem. So they, were, they were still there. So she must have still been in her days of purification. That 40 days from the birth before they actually went to the temple. And then, you know, because remember they went down to Egypt as well. And then back to Nazareth. Remember that whole so thing? So you think the wise men got there with, in less than 40 days? Apparently so. Because don't most people say two years? Well, that's well, just made up, right? You know, you've heard that, right? Like a lot of other things. You hear okay. these things. These are questions my children ask. How do yeah. we know Jesus was two years old when the wise men came? Right. Why well, I don't know how we know that. He said, Herod said, let's kill two years and younger. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's how, why we think that. Yeah. Because he's so. like, hey, when was this, when did the star appear? Right. 
and they I tell think, him, mm-hmm. and then he goes and kills everyone two and under. So then that's the assumption then that well he must have told him two years ago. Because he wasn't but we exactly don't know sure that Herod wasn't trusting everyone. He wasn't exactly sure, but he wanted to make sure this kid was killed. Yeah. So that's why he goes all the way up to two years just to make just sure. to make sure. Yeah. But that's when they they were you know they fled to Egypt. Because back then they probably didn't have ID cards. <laughs> right. This is correct. So no social security. Although numbers. they were working on that, that's why they were in Bethlehem getting ID. They're doing something. They're doing something. And registered. They were getting registered. So to some extent, it's never good. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I probably wrapped it up. Yeah. I, I, so anyway, that our our, our, uh, our budding theologians can <laughs> can decide for themselves. This may be a lot for some people to take in. It's a lie. You just stopped and destroyed all kinds of, of Christmas <laughs> tradition. I suppose next you're going to tell us we can't have Christmas trees. So, <laughs> so when we decorate with like a nativity scene, yeah, we should just throw the manger away and the and the nativity away. Just you know what? Build a house. Have fun creating your own nativity scene. That's a lot of work. And I, I, I'm not. See, I'm not totally against nativity scenes though, because it's, it can still be a good gospel witness. It can be a conversation starter. And people that don't know anything, they're still reminded of Christ and who he is. They're not thinking about inconsistencies or something, you know. Um, I think it's important for us to be okay, accurate. Okay. But so when you say people that don't know anything, how much of our audience would be in that category right now? Well, what, what I really mean to say is like an unbeliever. Like an <laughs> sure. unbeliever. So when I say anything, I mean they have no relationship with Christ. There's, no, you know, there's nothing there. And so when they see it, though, there are certain, certain things that are triggering in their minds. And it's forcing them to at least for a brief moment contemplate. But isn't aren't we teaching people inaccuracies about the Bible then? I think there's always better ways to do things. But the gospel's resilient. Even with our failures. Even with our failures. Okay. Isn't that amazing? God loves yeah. using weak and well, broken people. I, I'm I'm glad that God <laughs> knows what he's doing. Right. Amen. Um, so the house would have been really full when all the shepherds showed up. Now, did they bring other sheep with them? Like I see in the plays where the shepherds show up with all the sheep. They went right up the steps and into the living room. It's possible. They totally ditched those sheep. I mean, that, that, would, that would be very irregular. But, I mean, you're talking like angels giving them messages. And the Messiah is born that we've been yeah. waiting for for a long time. Like, when you get super thrilled, you don't think in a logical order. You don't, you don't think yeah. like, okay, but my responsibility is. <laughs> yeah. Now, regardless, whether you believe he was born in the living room or downstairs, okay. the gospel is still the same, right? The gospel is the same. What your yeah. your your belief on that doesn't change the gospel. Right. So it's so really this, not a big so this, deal. So this isn't a big deal, but this is something at least interesting to discuss. What I like to do is like to get people excited about Bible study. Yeah. And, and dig in. That's yeah. good. And, and and the idea that you can't just take uh, assume everything based on right. on how somebody told you yeah. their story when you were a child. Because mm-hmm. um, so many of us just assume, and that's why you ask the question, well, show me that in the Bible. Well, it doesn't ever say that. As sweet as Grandma Betty might be, she might be wrong about a thing or two. You know, It's possible. you got to go back to the Word. And you could be wrong. I could be wrong. Which is why we all need to say the Bible on our like own. Swallow that hard. But yeah, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, you're absolutely you right. right? Yeah. So, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up. Ooh. And everybody can go throw their Christmas traditions away and get new ones. <laughs> so decorate your... Uh, your um, nativity house and uh <laughs> and make sure that's a a, a fee to shoot and not a manger well it <laughs> and, is a manger but you know uh, we, we have to rethink. but it's not what you what a manger is 
with rethink we what call a manger it, is. We call it a manger, but it's not actually what we see a manger. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Everybody have a good day. Enjoy your Christmas. Adios. <laughs>